Some of y'all need to be listening to it. Amen. Praise the Lord. What about podcasts is you can be jogging down the road, washing dishes and driving a car all at the same time and listen to the podcast. Does anybody know how to jog down the road, wash dishes and drive a car all at the same time? All right. But if you do, you can listen to the podcast while you're doing it. Amen. That's what's important here. Turn your Bibles to the book of Malachi, chapter 4, verse 6. Praise the Lord. This is probably going to be a Father's Day message like it was Mother's Day. Something that you're not used to. Something that you're not expected. But I know what God has laid on my heart. Look over at your neighbor and say, stay focused. focused. Alright, tell your neighbor, stand up for a reading of God's Word and stay focused. Stay focused. Amen. How many of y'all wore your eyeglasses this morning? Come on. Come on, just take your eyeglasses off real good. You know, I used to see really good before Angel put me in that doctor's seat and he put them little drops in my eyes and I came out of there having to wear glasses. I thought I was looking good before that, though. But, <laughs> amen. Stay focused. Malachi chapter 4, verse 6. And he shall turn the, fathers, the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to the fathers, comma, Lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. We need to read that one more time. I said we need to read that one more time. And he shall turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, and the hearts of the children to the fathers, comma, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. Father, we thank you for the reading of your word this morning. Father, we ask you for your anointing. Hide your servant behind the cross. Lord, as Dr. Schembach used to say, Lord, let your anointing flow from the throne into the hearts and the minds of the, of the children today and to your people today. Father, we pray over our children's department, God, that they will receive Christ, that they will receive your anointed word. Father, get our minds right, God. Let us be renewed in the spirit of our mind in this church this morning. And let us get focused on your task to do. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody said, Amen and amen. He shall turn the hearts of the father to the children and the hearts of the children to the father, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. Let me tell you what God is talking about here is that it's time for us to reach back to the younger generations and love on them as a parent should love on a child. Are you listening to me? This doesn't just apply to the fathers. I'm going to throw the word mother in here as well because the hearts of the mothers, come on, needs to turn back with the fathers to the children, amen, and the children's hearts need to turn back to their parents unless God come and smite the earth with a curse. You wonder what's going on in the world today where we have been smitten with a curse because we're not honoring our mothers and our fathers today. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. But we got to get back to honoring our parents. We got to get back to our parents loving our children and looking past all of their, all of their faults and all of their hangups and all the things that they've got going on in their lives. It's important that we get focused, church. Focus. You know, we, we talked about different cultures, and I shared with you just a, a few minutes about the culture differences between us a seasoned, I won't call us older people, we're just seasoned, amen. Some of us got some salt, some of us got some pepper, come on somebody. Some of us got some paprika going on, amen. And we got we could cooking up in the house this morning. We got some seasoned folks in the house this morning. It means you've been around more than just a day or two, praise the Lord. You, you've learned more than just the ABCs of the Bible, but you know how to talk in tongues. Come on, somebody. Oh, come on, church. Mm. But we got to get our focus 
back on God. We cannot forget our children. Amen. We cannot forget. You know, on Wednesday nights we're sowing seeds into these children and most of them don't even belong to us. Amen. We go out into the neighborhoods and we're bringing the children in. And we, and we just took the teens to, uh, to youth camp. And, and uh, I haven't figured out how to bridge the gap between the teens' parents and the church yet. But I'm praying that God's moving. Amen. Amen. But praise God, we got the teenagers. We're loving on the teenagers. And many of you donated finances to help us take those teenagers to youth camp. We're sowing seeds into them. How many know that God is honored by the seeds that we sow in the, last, in the next generation coming up? Amen. How many of us ready to go up in the rapture? I'm ready to go into the rapture right now. But how many of you realize we got to occupy until the Lord blows the trumpet? And we're occupying is looking to the next generation and saying, how can I bless you? How can I help you? How can I teach you? How can I pray for you? Come on. Sister Bonnie so eloquently put yesterday as we had our prayer meeting at 5 o'clock. By the way, everybody's welcome. We have to come to our prayer meeting at 5 o'clock on Saturday. And Sister Bonnie says, we need to get back in the altar. And I said, amen. The church needs to get back in the altar, praise God. And get our focus right, amen. amen. Proverbs chapter 29 and verse 18. Proverbs chapter 29 verse 18. The Lord spoke when we were at youth camp and He gave me this verse and began to speak to me about this verse. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18, it says, For where there is no vision, the people perish. That's King James. The new King James says, Where there is no revelation, prophetic vision, the people cast off restraints. In other words, the people are discouraged and distracted. The people are discouraged and distracted because they have no vision. Because they have no revelation, no prophetic revelation in the house of God. I was talking to a, another camp leader that was there this past week, and he goes to a big church. If I mention the name, most of y'all would know the church. And he told me on any given Sunday, Pastor, we have 1,500 people sitting in our congregation. He says, and we got a lot of things going on. I mean, we got a nice building, and we got to, listen, we got a, we got a top of the line band, and we got a top of the line preacher. And uh, he said, we got things going on. We got small groups, and we got this group, and we got that going on. He said, we are, we are ministering to the public. We are giving out food. He said, we are doing everything to be the hands and the feet of Jesus in our community. He says, but I missed something. I said, what's that, brother? He said, I missed the talking in the tongues and the interpretation of tongues in the house of God. I said, you mean you don't have that? I said, aren't you supposed to be a, a, a church of God? Aren't you supposed to be holy? He said, I haven't heard anybody speak in tongues or give a message out or interpretation in years. My God, let us grow, but don't let us get away from the Holy Ghost, church. Don't let us get away from the Holy Ghost. We need the nine gifts of the Spirit operating in the house. Flowing with the nine fruits of the Spirit. Let me go ahead and preach right here. You can't flow in any of the gifts of the Spirit if you ain't flowing in the gifts of the, the, the fruit. Come on. you got to have some fruit before you begin to flow in the gifts. Mm. That'll preach right there. Come on, church. I'm telling you, we got to get our focus on Jesus Christ. Get our focus right. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, get, stay focused. Stay focused. Come on, stay focused. You know, before you have an eye, an eyesight vision, um, you sit you down in that little chair and they throw that little chart up, you know, and Lord, it looks like it's 15 miles away. And those 
little line, those words or those, those alphabet look like little dots. And then they start, you know, putting this shade down, that shade, and, you know, cover this eye up, cover that eye up. What, what's really happening? The doctor is actually focusing your vision. He's focusing your vision on the chart so you can actually read the chart on the wall. That's called focusing your vision. And this is what the Lord told me about the scripture. It says, where there is no vision, the people perish. He said, before you have vision, you've got to have focus. You've got to focus what you're looking at. You've got to focus on what you're trying to see. You've got to focus on what you're trying to read, what you're trying to understand. You've got to learn to focus so you can see the vision. Come on, church. You've got to learn to focus before you can see the vision. Oh, come on, that's, that, that's a better word than you're shouting this morning. I said, that's a better word than you're shouting this morning. Some of us need to get some clear 2020 vision back in the house of God. Amen. Amen. Come on, some of us are about spiritually blinded to the point we need somebody else to lead us around. I'm not talking about physical sight right now. I'm talking about spiritual sight. You, listen, you used to be able to see. You used to be able to have vision. You used to be able to have focus. But now you're so spiritually blind. You need somebody else to take you by the hand and lead you around so you don't bump into something. Come on, church. I'm telling you, revival is not coming. Revival's already here. But if we don't get focused, we're going to miss it. I said we're going to miss it. Mm, come on, church. We're going to miss it. For where there is no vision, where there is no focus, the people will die. The people will perish. They will perish. Listen, they will perish spiritually and then physically because they will not have vision enough to see past the problems. Mm. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 25 in the King James, it says, Let thy eyes look right on. Let thy eyes look right on and let thy eyelids look straight before thee. I love how the Amplified Bible says it says, let your eyes look directly ahead toward the path of moral courage. My God, we need some moral courage back in the land today. And let your gaze be fixed straight in front of you toward the path of integrity. I don't know about you, but I'm tired of lying Christians. Come on, brother. Come on. Y'all remember when the day when we used to handshake on a deal and that was it? Yes. Yes. Now you've got to have a contract and some lawyers even with a Christian brother. Come on. Yeah. Why? Because we've got no integrity. we got no integrity. We need to get back to moral courage and visions of integrity back in the house of God. Come on, church. Come on, church. Romans chapter 8, verse 5. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. But they that are after the Spirit... Come on, help me finish it this morning. They that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. When you look at that phrase, those two words, do mind. Do mind. I see the word focus. Focus. So put focus in there. Look at what it says. For they that are after the flesh... Focus on the things of the flesh. But they that are after the Spirit, focus on the things of the Spirit. Come on, church. we got to stay focused on Jesus Christ this morning. Stay focused on the mission this morning of what God has called us to do. Mm. Don't let the devil distract you. I said, don't let the devil distract you. 
Some of you are distracted right now because your brain is trying to think of a problem that you're doing with at home. Come on. Some of you come to church and you have a hard time staying focused and miss half of the message because your mind begins to wonder and you begin to think about tomorrow. Oh, I've got to get up in the morning. I hate, to, I hate Mondays. So I've got to get up on Monday. My tire's flat. I'm going to have to change the tire. Before I get to work, I've got to have that conversation with my boss. I know he's going to yell at me. Your mind just starts focusing on all the things. Yes. And you can't even focus on the preaching of God's Word. Come on. Look over at your neighbor one more time and say, get focused. Get focused. Don't let the devil distract you. I have learned to constantly rebuke the spirit of distraction and stay focused. If you've ever been with me on a, on a Saturday night as we're over here praying at 5 o'clock, you will hear me many times rebuking the spirit of distraction. The spirit of distraction loves to go to church. Oh, he's one of the best church goers we got in the house. Come on. Spirit of distraction show up more. He'll be more faithful to the church than the church members will. Come on. He's going to show up every Sunday and make sure he can pull somebody's attention away that they can't hear and they don't have vision. Come on. He don't want you to hear the word of God. He don't want you to see the word of God. He wants to distract you right where you are. Mm. A lot of times, this is why watching, this is why watching preaching on, on TV doesn't work. <clears throat> Come on. Come on. Yes. I have about wore my remote out, rewinding it because I drifted away. I wanted to hear what the man of God was saying. He was on his second point. It's good. I'm taking my notes. But all of a sudden, the dog ran through the room. The cat was chasing it. And the angel said, where are you at? Yes. And my mind drifted away. Come on. How many of y'all read Psalms 119 this morning? Don't lie. Don't you lie. It's a long one. It's a long one. Don't you lie in the house of God. You know what I did? I said, Lord, that's too long for me to be reading. Come on. Thank God for some technology. I got my Bible app. I said, read to me. Boom. <laughs> And I let it read all of those verses. How many verses are in Psalms 119? Somebody help me out. 176. 176. Is she right? <laughs> it's over 170. We'll just put it that way. It's a lot of scriptures, right? So I just, I just hit the little play button. And I love that little app because it'll read to you. Amen. It might read in a little robot language, but you know, we can, we can decipher between that and I let it read. You know I had to hit it twice. I had to go rewind. Play it again. Play it again. Play it. Why did he say? Play it again. I don't know what he said. My mind drifted away. Play it again. Come on, church. Don't get distracted. I said, don't get distracted. I'm going to talk a little bit about angels. It's Father's Day. I can talk about my wife, can I? Some of y'all say, you brave, brother. You brave. No wonder you're skinny. You need, she ain't cooking for you because you keep talking about it. He gets a Sorry. Praise the Lord. So here we are at youth camp. I mean, no, you just don't wake up on Monday morning and say, grab the suitcase and jump in the van. You better be prepared. What I love about my wife is she'll think about all the little details that I do not think about. She will think about the toothbrush. 
She will think about the deodorant. Come on. She will think about the extra pair of socks. She will think about the toothbrush that the children are not going to bring, so she's going to bring an extra one for them. Come on, somebody. Come on. She will think about the band-aids when they fall off a horse and get a boo-boo. Come on, somebody. She will think about all the little things that I don't think about. That sister was packed on Saturday before we even got to Monday. Friday, she corrected me, Friday, she was packed and ready to go. I mean, we're in the luggage. All we got to do is throw it in and go. She was focused. She was focused on camp. You got to get focused before you do something like that. So she's focused on camp, and, and we're at camp, and, and there we are. Now, we, we, we took, uh, we took uh, was it 19 inches? We took 19 inches this year. Uh, took 19 inches, and we're in a sea of 430. 430 teenagers. I'm talking about high schoolers. Come on. I'm talking about people that look more grown than I do. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Amen. They, they bigger. They stronger. They faster. And so we're in a sea of 430 teenagers. How many of y'all know it's easy to get distracted? Oh, Lord, it's easy to get distracted. And then somebody don't want to pay the air conditioning bill and crank up the heat to 100 degrees outside. Come on, somebody. 100 degrees on Wednesday. And we got to run and we got to play sports and we got to do all these things and we're burning up our energy. So by the time we got to the night service and, and, and we're getting ready to praise the Lord, oh, now we tired and it, we, it's time for a good little nap right here. Come on. It's easy to get distracted. Well, Angel, she, she did her best. God bless her. Y'all say God bless Angel. God bless Angel. She does her best. She had, that, she had that knee surgery. She got a little brace on her knee right now, but she had knee surgery a few years back. Got a big old scar on there. And, and uh, you know, it, it's all that walking around, you know, she ain't used to that because she's just sitting in the house, you know, air conditioning. She ain't used to being out there 100 degrees and we got to go chase these teenagers and we got to take them to breakfast and we got to take them to lunch and we got to make sure they don't get lost and they'll get kidnapped and, or, or don't fall in love and jump on somebody else's van and disappear. Come on, somebody. Right. Amen. And so she's a little tired. I mean, it's hot outside. She's tired. And then they dim the lights. Oh, Lord, that, you know, that's the worst thing to do to a seasoned, to a seasoned Christian. You don't dim the lights because it's time to snore. Come on, somebody. <laughs> and so there we were. And, and Angel's tired. And I looked over at her and she was sitting down. And I saw all the teenagers sitting down with her. I said, Angel, what are you doing? She says, I'm tired. My leg hurts. I mean, she's got an excuse. Her leg was hurting. She's got a scar on that thing. That long. It's a good excuse, ain't it, Brother Danny? It's a good excuse. And I said, but Angel, you've got to get focused. I said, the teenagers are sitting when you sit. They stand when you stand. They do what you do. They're watching you. If you don't do it, they don't do it. Angel stood back up. The teenagers stood back up. Angel sat down. The teenagers sat down. Then she stood back up. She was testing me to see if I was telling the truth. The, the she stood up. The teenagers stood up. The next thing I know, the teenagers start throwing their hands in the air. And the teenagers started worshiping God. They done forgot about Angel. She, she, she still hurt. And said, she sat down when they weren't paying attention so she could get some rest. They went on and worshiped God because we got their focus. Come on. Back on the cross. Back on Jesus Christ. Yeah. 
Now you clapping your hands. Let me flip this around. Seasoned Christians. You need to stay focused and make sure you're worshiping God. Listen, I told Andrew, it's, it's, a, it's a pain of sacrifice that you're worshiping God. The teenagers are not in pain. Their knees don't hurt. Your knees hurt because you've been somewhere. You've been through something. And you're praising God through pain. That's called a pain sacrifice. Amen. Because of the sacrifice that she was giving to God in the praise and worship, the teenagers got into the praise and worship. And guess what? We had teenagers get out of the seats and run to the altars when the altar time came and they were getting prayed for and they were receiving gifts from God. Why? Because we got focused on the mission at hand. And there was another time, there was some, you know, Angel's like a magnet with teenagers. I don't know what it is. She's like a magnet. You put a teenager in the room and within a few minutes, they will be talking to her. So other youth groups are now joining our youth group at youth camp. And our, our youth group is growing. Let me tell you, by the time Bishop Madden showed up, we had two youth groups sitting at the table. And he like to fell over when he realized we was from Bowden, Georgia. <laughs> and of course, I did not tell him, you're looking at two youth groups here from another church. Don't think what you want to think, Bishop. Amen. Come on, somebody. Think what you want to think, Bishop. Amen. But see, the other kids, they have their problems, they have their things going on, and before we know it, she was getting all focused again. And I said, Angel, get focused. Got to get focused. Got to focus. Come on, we got to get focused, church. You see, the devil will throw all kinds of distractions at you. He will distract you before you get to church to the point that you don't even want to go to church. Come on. He will distract you in the parking lot as you're pulling into the church because you're too busy looking at your little tire. Amen. Are you too busy looking at what your neighbor's wearing? Come on. He will distract you. I have learned as pastor that I have to keep myself focused at all times. Do y'all believe that people want to tell me their problems before I get ready to preach? Come on. Some people want to heal me up in the corner and have a church business meeting and tell me all their complaints about what they don't like right before I get to the platform. Amen. You know what I have to do in those moments? i got to stay focused. Come on. Come on. I'll tell you right now, if you bring me a complaint before church, it's going in one ear and out the other because my mind is focused. Amen. You want to tell me something, you better tell me. Tell me when I'm not getting ready to preach. Amen. When we're not getting ready, then I'll hear you because I'm not going to hear you before. I'm focused on the cross. Of Jesus Christ. We got to get focused church. I said we got to get focused. They that are in the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. And the problems of the flesh. But us who are of the spirit. We mind the things of the spirit. Come on. Somebody say amen. We mind the things of the spirit. Hallelujah. I want to tell you in today's world. It's getting harder and harder to stay focused. Amen. Even though I'm recording on podcasts. I'll hold up this little phone. Because this phone. Man, she's a huge distraction in our life. Come on. So many people wake up in the morning and before they put their face in God's book, they put their face in this book. Come on. Come on. They want to know what picture Jan took yesterday and put on Facebook and what she's going to be wearing when she gets to church today. So we got to check Facebook to check out Jan first before we get in God's word. Come on. Amen. Some of y'all shaking your head, but I'm telling you, this is a huge problem in our culture today. It's distraction. It's distraction. Our children are so distracted by these things, they don't know what it's like to go outside and play baseball. Come on. You take their phone away from them, they think it's the end of the world. Why are you punishing them? 
And I was like, son, I just want you to go get the football. Let's go throw football. Come on. We ain't got to be in an air-conditioned building all day. We get so distracted by all the electronics and all the problems and the, and the, the drama. Does anybody got a family member that you've already identified? Well, that's drama queen right there. Come on. You already got it in your phone. It says drama queen instead of their name. You know, oh, it's drama queen. Come on. I call it a spirit of drama that some people will attach to. Some people love drama. And, and listen, if they're not in the middle of your drama, they stirring up some drama somewhere else. Amen. Because they got to be in the middle of some drama. Well, tell your mama about your drama because the pastor don't want to hear it. Come on, church. Come on, church. We got to stay focused on the cross of Jesus Christ. Come on. We got we to watch all these distractions. You know, the news loves to distract us. While we got our eyes over here and the news media is telling us to look over here, the government's over here doing something else and passing laws that they don't want you to see, they don't want you to hear, and they definitely don't want you to remember. Come on. We're, we're caught up in, in all of the, all of the, we're caught up in Johnny Depp's court thing, come on, so much that we don't even know what's going on in Ukraine no more. Come on. Distractions. Distractions. It's a spirit of distractions. It's time to send the spirit of distraction back to the pit of hell where it belongs in the name of Jesus. Mm. We got to stay focused on the mission of Christ. Come on. We got to stay focused on the mission of Christ. Focus on the Great Commission. The Great Commission tells us we're supposed to go out and make disciples. The problem is some of us need to be re-discipled because we don't even know what it's like to be a disciple. How are we going to tell somebody else to be a disciple of Christ and we can't even live the life ourselves? We need to be re-discipled so we can go out and make disciples, which is what our focus is supposed to be. Not how much money I can make on Friday. Not how much money I can put in the bank account. Not the brand new vehicle I want to drive. Come on, somebody. Not, not the vacation at the beach. Focus on the cross of Jesus Christ. Not on the materialistic things of the world. But we don't focus on Jesus Christ and the great commission that God has called us to do. But we get so distracted. Pastor didn't talk to me today. Pastor didn't shake my hand today. No, pastor ain't talked to me in two weeks. What's cause pastor ain't been home, honey? Come on. Amen. Pastor didn't call me when he got back from youth camp. No, he was passed out for 12 hours after youth camp. No, he didn't call nobody. Come on, church. Come on, church. He didn't call me this morning or send me a text and wish me happy father. I ain't even got to my own daddy yet. Let me, talk, let me talk to my own daddy first. Come on, church. We get so distracted about little things and we get our feelings hurt about these little things. How I many you realize that these little foxes that are keeping our emotions stirred up and hurting our little feelings, if you think something's happening and it ain't even happening at all, it's just an illusion. It's just the devil trying to distract you from the cross. Focus on the cross. Mmm. You will learn the more you hang out with me when I got something big coming up like youth camp or tent revival or something huge that's coming up. 
You'll notice that I just start zeroing in on the task. I start zeroing in on the mission. And I let all the little foxes just run over here for a while. I ain't looking at you, fox. Because I'm focused on the mission. I'm not listening to that gossip. I'm focusing on the mission. Come on, church. I, I, I get focused. I get tunnel vision about the mission that God has given us. I'm going to tell you, church, that's where the church needs to be today. Get tunnel vision on the cross of Jesus Christ. And stay focused, church. Listen, Jesus went to the disciples on the fourth watch of the night. How many of y'all know your Bible? Walking on the water on the fourth watch of the night. Well, some of you don't know and why all of us keep waking up at 3 a.m. is because 3 a.m. is the beginning of the fourth watch of the night. Honey, when God wakes you up at 3 a.m., get out of bed and start praying. Start talking in tongues. Start calling out to God. Start interceding for somebody because at 3 a.m. is the beginning of the fourth watch of the night. Jesus comes off the mountaintop and he puts his foot on the waters of impossibility on the fourth watch Tonight, and he begins to walk not to the ship, not to the little boat where the disciples were, but to the other side of the shore. He was going to meet them on the other side of the shore. They saw him walking and began to cry out, saying, It must be a spirit. And then Peter realizes it's the Lord, and he's the only one. Don't you dare throw a rock at Peter because he denied Jesus three times. You've already denied Jesus ten times. Come on, church. But he got out of the boat and he walked to the Lord on faith on the water. Of impossibility. I got some revelation for the house of God today. We are living in the fourth watch of the night. We are in the fourth quarter of the day. Don't tell you. The clock is winding down. The clock is winding down. The football game ain't over, brother. The next championship ain't over. Until the zeros are on the clock. I don't care who's up, who's down, but the zeros hit the clock. That's when the game is over. Listen, the devil might be winning right now. It might look like he's got all the players. Now here's your prophecy this morning. As we are living in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on water on the fourth watch of the night, walking on the waters of impossibility. I tell you, in the name of the Lord today, in the name of Jesus, as the church is living in the fourth watch of the night, we're going to start walking on top of the problems of our lives. We're going to start walking on top of the impossibilities of the world. We're going to start walking on top of the waters of impossibility because a tidal wave of faith is coming to the house of God. It's going to get you out of the boat of comfort and put you on the waters of impossibility. Jesus is coming. I said Jesus is coming. I said Jesus is coming. Some of you still not hearing me. I said the Messiah, the King of Kings, the Lord of all Lords. Come on, the great God Himself, Hallelujah, is stepping out of heaven one more time, and He's about to come. He's about to show up in the eastern sky. The trumpet of God is about to blow. I'm telling you, Jesus is coming, but you're not hearing me. No, you're not living your life as if I'm preaching you the truth. You're not living because you're allowing all these little distractions. If you really believe that Jesus could come today, you would change your life like that. Come on. Come on. 
If you thought that Jesus was coming right now and the trumpet's about to blow and you're going to be left behind because you're still hanging on. Oh, come on, church. If you really believe we're in the fourth quarter, if you really believe we're in the fourth watch of the night, and Jesus is going to come, mm, you will pull out your back ties and run to the altar and pay. Yes. Mm. Come on. Somebody owes God some money. Yes. You're close some interest on it too. Yes. Come on. If you really thought Jesus was coming, you would throw away that old grudge of spirit. That old unforgiveness. Come on. You would say, I ain't got time for that. I love them. I don't care what they say. I love them. I don't care how they look at me. I love them. I'm not going to hold a grudge. I'm not going to die and go to hell because they hurt my feelings. I'm not going to I'm not going to hell because they stepped on my tongue. Come on, somebody. And if you really believe that Jesus is about to come, you would repent of your wicked sins and you would get in the altars of God and you would live a holy life before God with every breath you have, church. Pastor, why are you preaching so hard at us? Don't you love us? Just because I love you, I'm preaching hard at you. The scariest scriptures in the Bible is where Jesus said one on the rooftop. Two on the rooftop, one taking, one left. Two lying in bed, one taking, one left. Two in the field, one taking, one left. Don't you hear the 50%? 50% of those who call themselves Christians are not going to make the rapture. Come on. If we just split the church down the middle, that means only half of you are ready to go right now. Come on. Come on, church. We don't have time to play. We only have time to get focused. Get focused on the cross. Get focused on the cross. Mm. The revival is happening right now, but we got to get focused. Come on, we got to get focused. I, 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 never, I remember, I'll never forget it, I remember. When I first came to this church, I came out six months later with that mission statement. How many of y'all know our mission statement? Oh, Lord, have mercy. Forgive us, God. Forgive us, Lord. Mm. Bowden Church of God exists to serve the Lord Jesus Christ and to serve our community. To be the hands and the feet of Jesus. Not only to our church, but to our community. And our goal, somebody tell what our goal is. To reach the younger generation. Reach the younger generation. You know what mission statement is back there on that table? Sister, not too long ago, made these beautiful little cards. I remember handing them out. Told you to put them in your Bible. Beautiful little cards that have the mission statement. We don't know our mission statement. We don't know the vision of the church because we're not focused. We're more focused on entertainment. And I said it and I'll say it again. Some of you are just entertained by the preaching of a Pentecostal preacher. And you can't hear a word I'm saying. Because all you want is to shout. I want to tell you, shout's good. But the shout won't pull you up on that water of impossibilities. Mm, come on. Let's get focused. Why do we do what we do? Why are we even here? So that we can serve the Lord Jesus Christ in our surrounding community. So that we can be the hands and the feet 
of Jesus Christ. So that we can reach back into the younger generation and pull them forward. That's why we do what we do. Get a hold of the vision. Catch the vision. Catch the vision. And get focused on the vision. Proverbs chapter 10. I've only been preaching to you for 35 minutes, so i still got three more hours to go. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 5. Oh, y'all heard that. Don't hear nothing else I say, but you heard that. All right. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 5. King James. He that sleepeth in a harvest is a son that causes shame. Amplified says, He who sleeps during harvest ignores the moment of opportunities is a son who acts shamefully. Is it possible to sleep during the harvest? Is it possible to sleep during the harvest? The answer is yes, the Bible tells us that. All that hard work you do plowing the field and planting the seeds and watering and fighting the bugs and fighting the animals, you can still lose your harvest if you just stay in bed and sleep. Church, we can lose the harvest of Jesus Christ if we don't wake up. The church has got to be woke up. Wake up, not woke. I don't like to rebuke those woke people. Awoke. We rebuke those woke people. Amen? Y'all say that with me. We rebuke those woke people. Some of y'all don't need, still don't even know what I'm talking about. Google it, all right? We are awake. Awake. And stay alive, stay alert, and stay focused on the mission. We do not want to be asleep during the harvest. And I'm telling you, the harvest is white already. Jesus said the harvest is right already. We've got to stop looking back at what was and start looking forward to what is and what will be. Come on, church. Paul said it another way. He said, I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God. I'm not looking back. I'm not looking back. I'm pressing toward. I'm proving forward. I'm pressing forward. Church, we got to press forward. We got to keep looking. Look at what, don't start looking at what was. Look at what is and what will be. Stop comparing our church today to the church of yesterday and start preparing our church for the future. Mm. Mm-mm. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, Jesus said, Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. I've got more notes to go, but I'm going to stop right there. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. That's our focus. Not how much money we make on Friday. Not working a job in the middle of the week. Not driving the brand new car. Focus on the cross. It's about making disciples. It's about saving our family. It's about saving our grandchildren. It's about saving our, our, our marriages and our neighbors and our grandchildren and their grandchildren. Come on, church. Stay focused on the cross. Focus on why you're here, what you're doing, what you're doing. Focus on the cross. Nothing else is worth it. Nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. Nothing in life matters. Listen to me, church. Nothing in life matters except our focus on the cross. The Great Commission. The Great Commission. The Great Commission. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, but I, I assure you, there will be many people in this auditorium today, there will be many people in the sanctuary, if I ask the question, how many of you grandparents have actually told your grandchildren about Jesus. I mean, actually told them. I said, put your hand down. Don't raise your hand. Actually told them about the gospel. Actually told them about the salvation message. 
receive Christ in their heart. There would be some sitting here that's never done that. Why not? Why not? Where's your focus? Some of us never talked to our children and never told them about the good news of Christ. Why not? Get focused. Our neighbors, some of them don't even know our neighbors. Why not? Get focused. Get focused. Let's all stand to our feet this morning. Father, we thank you for your word this morning, oh God. Lord, we thank you, Father, for your Holy Spirit in this place. Even though you brought us a hard word, God, we know it's a message that must be heard. Because we need to refocus. Put our eyes back on the cross and realize that everything else is not important. Father, we need to get our minds and our hearts renewed in your spirit. Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you will begin to turn something inside of each person that's here today. That you will begin to put a hunger and a thirst on the inside of each soul. That they will begin to fall back in love with you and back in love in your word. That they will begin to fall back in love with the Great Commission. Lord, you told us in your word that we're to seek first the kingdom of heaven. All these other things will take care of themselves. Father, help us and remind us to do that. Remind the church today that we must seek you. That we must seek you not last, but we must seek you first. First, when we wake up in the morning. First, in our lives. First, priority. Wherever we are, we must be seeking you at all times. Father, I pray right now in the name of the Most High God. Lord, that you would stir us up this morning, that this message would be a stirring of the soul. Make us more hungry and thirsty for your righteousness. Give us the zeal that we once possessed, that we want to get everybody saved. That zeal that we, we experienced when we first got our heart right with you, that zeal of salvation that we want everybody to enjoy. Give us that zeal back to the church. Give us the zeal back to the church, oh God that we can talk to our neighbors about the cross. We can talk to our grandchildren about the love of Jesus Christ. We can talk to our children and tell them that God still loves them and so do we. Father, in the name of Jesus right now, stir us up, O God. And everybody said, Amen. I never want to close out our service without offering the anointing oil. If you need prayer today, Sickness in your body. Prayer team, you will remember this from last night. How many of y'all remember that young man that rode the motorcycle? Where, where are you at? You remember that young man rode the motorcycle? We were talking about it. Just 14 years old. He, he came to church to see his girlfriend. That's okay. Oh, he came to church. Rode his motorcycle, I think, from Douglasville. Is that what he took? Remember telling us that from Douglasville? Long way. Just a young man. He had a bad motorcycle wreck. I don't know if he was doing 100 or if the car that hit him was doing 100. But he ran all over the young man. He's in ICU, on life support, broken pelvis, so many broken bones, broken spleen. They began to operate on him. 
We prayed for him last night. How many of us prayed for him last night? Angel got a text about that young man. His name was Elijah. So Elijah's doing a lot better. He's talking. He's joking around. Mm. He has to do some therapy, but he's good. <laughs> mm. Thank God. He still answers prayers. Some of you ladies gathered around my sister this morning. Mark, I want you to stand in for Bobby as well when you come. You can stand that to remind you. Somebody stand in for Sister Laura. Father, in the name of Jesus. We release your word right now in the name of Jesus. We release your word. In the name of Yeshua. Let your anointing flow. Let your anointing flow right now. In the name of Yeshua. Let your anointing flow. In the name of Jesus. 
Come on, church, give God some praise.
Father, in the name of Yeshua, right now, Shanda in the name of Yeshua, Father, let your anointing touch you, God. And they stand in proxy, Father, for Bobby and Lord, God. We ask you for your anointing touch into their lives right now. Give Bobby the wisdom, give Bobby the peace. In the name of Jesus, the right decisions that must be made. Lord, give them the peace, give them the mind of Christ. Lord, we speak peace in the Lord, God. Even in that state, you can speak to her. Even in that state, you can minister to her. Minister to her right there. Hold on, right now. Minister to her. In the name of Jesus. We speak peace. Peace. That passes all understanding.